What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are now tuned in into another episode of the Show Lab Producer Podcast. Um, I have a guest with me this time around. As usual, I always got a guest with me. I ain't trying to do this alone. <laughs> but if you can, man, uh, just introduce yourself to whomever be listening to this, man. What up, homie? What's up, y'all? This is Cardiac Drums, producer, uh, drummer, sound designer, A&R. What's good? What up, what up, what up? Tu sabe. Anyway, man, uh, what's it called? If that if that wasn't enough, y'all, like, bro, th- this dude's just the overall musical and artistic monster. Um, yo, Kardec, man, just uh, run through your resume right quick about, like, who have you worked with, either being an A&R, producing, or even, like, touring and stuff like that, because, you know, you just said you played drums, too, so... Uh, yeah, so sort of production, I produced for uh, Lecrae, Andy Mineo, KB, Tadashi, Trip Lee, um, What Up RG, Derek Minor, Cannon, Byer Jawan, Tony Tillman, uh, Alex Faith, Social Club. Uh, who else? Yeah, man, the list goes on. Uh, I toured as a drummer with um, Andy for a little bit for almost a year. Um, I've A&R a lot of stuff for RNG. I'm also developing my own artists as well. And um, yeah, man, just just trying to do it all, man. Like just slowly learning, well, quickly quickly learning that uh, I have to learn. And for in my shoes, I got I got to learn everything. So little by little, just just trying to do it all, man. I, I remember. Man, I, I remember. I remember when, I remember uh, when uh, you did the and the Alex Faye joints. Like I remember when uh, Southern Lights came out. I was like, "Who is this dude?" With this like yeah. the the trap drums being all crazy. Like I, I don't think I've heard it in that kind of style before. Like how you did it. It was so individual, so like different, and it was so dope. I was like, "Man, I love this dude's production." Yeah, it was crazy because at that time, it wasn't even, I wasn't even trying to do production full time. It just kind of happened. I was really trying to just do, I was, my whole, I was trying to make just music in general my career. And so at that time, it was drums, just like touring for different people. And so I was just trying to make that happen. And when I had like just extra time, I would just do production. And so that sound, was just me messing around. I, it, I really didn't have like a a trap background. Like I didn't grow up in like Atlanta or anything like that. So I didn't know what like proper trap music was, if that's a thing. So, but I grew up with like Latin music and I loved like R&B and pop music. And, and I also grew up on like Trick Daddy and Ludacris and Outkast. So it was just like a mix of that. So it was like, I love hard hitting crazy drums with pop melodies and like breakdown. So at that time, it was a lot of that. It was like the verses were real hard and dark, but then the choruses would break down into like a four chord pop structure. And, and from there came like the quote unquote social club sound, um, which just, just kind of happened. And and we did a Summer George and that kind of like kicked everybody like all of us like that kind of like catapulted us you know like it just kicked everything off for us and 
from there, it was just, it was just a, a, a snowball effect. Yeah, man, I remember, yeah, man, those, I remember, those, I remember those days I remember when the, when the, I think it was a mixtape of Summer of Joy. Yeah, when that, when that popped off, man, I was like, dang, this is crazy. Social Club is like on a new wave and um, the production on that one was crazy too. Like you had yourself, I want to say, I want to say G Styles or Gavi was on that and also uh, D-Flow. No, that one was mainly me and D-Flow and Tashane. It was me. Yeah, because I, I did most of it. I think I did like seven or eight tracks and then D-Flow did most of them and Tashane did one. Um, and uh, yeah, bro, like Summer George, it was funny because Summer George was done and originally I only had like one or two tracks on there. But what happened was they lost all like the sessions Oh man! <laughs> last minute, and Marty was like, "Yo, we need beats. Like, we lost everything, and we're trying to finish this." So I sent him like, at that point, I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna hustle." So I sent him like a folder of like ten beats, and that became like Summer George. That's crazy. And to be honest, man, I kind of even don't even know how that kind of situation can even occur. Like. You know, artists working on projects and stuff. How does it get lost? Like, how do those sessions just disappear out of nowhere or whatever? I don't know if it has to do with, like, the engineers, like, not being careful, how they save stuff or whatever. But I've heard about that before. Like, you know, they would have X amount of stuff done, and then all of a sudden it's gone. So, what? Well, dude, I, like, well, at that time, we was, like, we were all starting. Like, it, it wasn't like now where, you know, like, the standard is you walk around with a hard drive. Like we're talking about almost five years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> everyone was new to this. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like we didn't know it was. You know, I barely knew anything about mixing or all I knew was like, hey, making beats and stuff. And um, <laughs> my son is with me, so <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, it was it was just like it was just all like all hoes barn you know what i'm saying like it was just like hey we do the song we record it we mix it and it's that's how it is so like that's why if you go back to listen listen to some of that stuff it isn't like perfect but i feel like that's the beauty in it it was raw and like it was just like this is what it is you know what i'm saying it's the best we could do and they just did it and they were able to flood the internet with content and I feel like that was the beginning of what CHH is now. Like this whole new birth of CHH that's going on with all these new cats with like, what up RG and Dill and all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like all these dudes, like there's there's so many <laughs> to name, but I feel like some of George was kind of like the, that whole, that whole beginning, like uh, Social Club, Andy, Alex Faith, I feel like all that was like the beginning of what we're seeing now in CHH. Yeah, I, I want to yeah, say there's I'll, like I'll a, there's like a, there's like an influence like that you can see or see just see just right here. Um, it's kind of crazy though, man. When, when you say like the uh, how like how like um the uh the project sounded so raw at the time or whatever but to like someone who has like a naked ear that doesn't know the technical part of it it's like man that, 
the joint sounds nice. <laughs> it sounds crisp yeah, and clear. It was, it was crazy because when we dropped it, it was just like, oh, it's just a mixtape. But then, like, I talk to kids now, and they're like, bro, that project got me through high school. Like, that was high school for me. Like, Summer George changed my life. Like, this song changed my life. And I'm like, wow, like, for real? He's like, yeah, bro. Like, I thought when I first started working with, with Byron Jawan, who's now signed to RMG, his, he was like, bro, Summer George, like, that was high school, bro. Like, that was my junior year. Like, that was, that was, that was my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, wow. Yeah, For yeah. us, it was like, yo, this is just another mix to say we just trying to put out. And, you know, it was, it was just like, just, hey, we put this out and it was just hustling and that's it. Move on to the next one. <laughs> but it's crazy how, like, it's, it was literally an influence for for a lot of a lot of artists now yeah um, it's, it's nuts bro it really is yeah yeah i think i think if you've been in what is uh cch or excuse me chh now for a little bit and you've been around and kind of like seen the transitions of certain things like yeah like you can obviously see the influence man to me though um as you as you grow up man like artists kind of have to realize that like your audience is growing up with you so like, right. I remember when cross movement was still kind of relevant. I was right. probably going like maybe I think in the states I'll call it like middle school, or whatever. But to me, I'm going into like high school or you right. know, seeing that. And it's like now it's so hard to keep up with like the artists <laughs> nowadays, man. Like I used to be on Rapzilla, TheSouth.com, a lot back right. in the day. Now it's like who's who. <laughs> You can tell by the sound though, like there's a there's a direct influence, man. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, man. Like I, for me, like creating, I've always wanted to be, because at, at first I did not like Christian hip hop at all. Like it was like I grew up in church, so I would listen to it, but I felt like the music would always just get old really quick. <laughs> like, go for like a week and then be like, ah, okay, whatever. I'm gonna go listen to Trick Daddy. Or ludicrous, like you know what I'm saying. But after that, but once, once when I heard Alex Faith and Social Clubs, like their first like couple like EPs and stuff, I was like, oh, this is dope because it's different, and they're just like being honest. And for me, I was like, I feel like my production can like translate, even though there's no words and there's no lyric. I always wanted to be, my, my production, I always wanted it to be like, just unapologetic. Um, so it's like, the drums knock like, unapologetically. You know what I'm saying? Like they just knock hard and like, I don't care. They're gonna sound ignorant and it's like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You know? And I, I always, in every beat, I always wanted to be almost like, kind of disrespectful. <laughs> Like that, I wanted to have that feel of like, hey, this is who I am, and hey, this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? So like, either you like it or you don't. So, yeah. and that's that was what when once we all like that whole like new generation like, uh, I think Collision was was just starting at the time with with Swoop and, and Dre Mary and, and Alex and Andy was he just got signed to Reach. He was popping off. Social was just starting this whole underground thing. Um, and 
it was it was dope, man, because it was this like almost punk rock attitude. You know, it was this like underground, dirty like small shows, but people are getting high like Marty passing out pizza at shows. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff that we're like, yo, we don't care. Like we love God and we love hood ignorant music and it's just dope. You know, and now and and now you know everyone's reaping the, the benefits of it. So yeah, bro, like it's it's super dope to kind of see that come to life. And the and the fact that like we're kind of like an influence is crazy. Like people I've gotten messages from from producers and like, yo, you inspired me, like you like were an influence in my production early on. And I'm just like that's crazy because I was just, I was just trying to like survive. <laughs> I was just trying to, I was just trying to sell a beat for a hundred, two hundred dollars just to, you know, pay rent and, and and get something to eat. Um, and it's it's crazy, man. It, it's really dope. I'm super thankful for it. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, man. For listening to them early joints that you produced, man. It's just the, the signature thing was the hi-hats going crazy and the 808 just smacking you in the face. Just boom! Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, man. I really do miss the, uh, I really do miss the original squad of the, uh, the Collision team, like the four, you know, Chris Gray, right. Alex, Dre. Um, right. And, man, I miss those days because now everybody's kind of like, uh, Shout out to them and shout out to you yeah. and Social Club and all that. Um, going back to something you was, you had said previously, man. Um, you said you were a drummer, a producer, and an A and R. Which one of those kind of things that, or excuse me, which one of those hats do you prefer wearing, or which one would be your favorite to do? Man, um, I would say right now. It's more like the A and R stuff, like developing artists. Um, I think that's my favorite right now because finding these new kids, bro, that like no one knows about, and they're dope, and they might not. The music might not be like amazing right now. Some, I mean, I I, I could play you some some songs of, of people before I got with them and then be like, this dude's awful. Like, I don't even know what you, like, what are you talking about? How do you calculate it is dope? And I'm like, no, bro, like, you don't understand. Like, it's this little thing. Like, uh, Michael, Michael V, he's a DJ. And I was with him and he, someone sent him this song and he was like, bro, this is trash, this is garbage. And I'm like, bro, this is dope. And he's like, what are you? He looked at me like I was out of my mind. And I'm like, bro, with like, if I take this and like present it the right way and like tweak it the right way, oh, this is a hit, I'm telling you. And he just didn't see it. Um, and I feel like that's what that's what makes like make AR special. You know, seeing what's not there and kind of just like creating the vision. And so that's kind of what that's kind of what happened with Byron Jawan, uh, who ended up signing with, with RMG. We kind of like completely like flipped his sound and, and gave him his own 
signature like lane that he's he's in right now. And there's a new kid here in Orlando, Tommy Royale. Um, there's been a, a few remixes that he's he's hopped on. There's a feature he's on, and we're gonna start dropping his original music soon. And that was that. You know, that that it was that same same exact thing. Like, I was following for a while, and his music wasn't amazing, but I was just like, yo, this kid has something. You know, and been working with him since December, and we're finally starting to roll stuff out. And but I would say A and R work for sure is is my favorite. Dope, dope. Right now, right now, yeah. I see. I see. Speaking of which, you said you work with uh, Byron Juwan. I'm sorry, that's his name. Yep. All right. If I'm not mistaken, man, I, I follow you on social media. So like on the Instagram, I, I had recently seen like this. Uh, I want to say it's just, he's an Hispanic artist because he, he's rapping in Spanish, like, blah, 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 and I'm kind of like, whoa, okay. And yeah. he's dropping bars in Spanish. It's kind of hard to keep up with because of the language difference. However, like, growing up and listening to, like, B equal C, it's like, you got to listen to it a little bit more and more to kind of get the words and the wordplay. Right. Who's that guy? Uh, so the, so Byron, so the song that, the guy that was on Byron Jerome's song was Tommy Royale, who's who's my the artist that I was just talking about. Oh, so that's him? Yeah, that's yeah, that's Tommy Royale. Oh, okay, I was gonna say like, cause I didn't, I wasn't sure of the name and whatnot, man. Again, like it's hard to keep up. So it's like when when I heard that, I was like, okay, I like this, cause it's like it's a it's a mixture of like kind of like trap flavored beats, but with like a Hispanic feel or Latin feel to it. And then yeah. the dude's rapping in Spanish, and I'm like, yo, this is dope. Yeah, man, that's that's Tommy, man. Um, he's dope, bro. He's he's bringing like a whole new take on this whole like Latin trap wave, um, which is dope. It's popping off right now. Um, but what makes him different is that when you rap in Spanish, if you listen to a lot of Spanish rappers or even any Spanish like songwriters, the songwriting is very direct. It's very like I mean what I say kind of a thing. Um, there isn't, there isn't a lot of like analogy or like wordplay, um, like like it is in, in the English language. And what's dope about Tommy is that he writes how we would here in the states with like wordplay and analogy and and, and double meaning and all that stuff, but in Spanish, yeah. Um, yeah. which is super like just refreshing and dope. And how he's able to do it and translated the right way it's, I feel like it's it's a game changer and it's dope I feel like that with the production that we've been able to we've been able to create is is crazy um, and it's it's just been like there's no judgment when we create you know so it's just kind of like hey what if we take this and this and put it together and he's like I don't know let's try it you know and then it just it turns into something crazy so I I really I'm, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited for Tommy's new stuff. And just this whole Latin wave that's that's popping off. I, I, I kind of made it my my uh, my responsibility to kind of like build and kind of create a bridge for the the English world and the Spanish world to like kind of go coexist. So like Long Live the Champions, that was a product of that. Um, and there's there's some some new stuff on the way 
um, that's like the product of that as well. So yeah, man, I'm excited. Yeah, man, that's dope. I want to say there's always been like a, a representation of Latinos in the hip hop culture. Like just kind of thinking off the top of my head, like when you think about Latinos in the rap game, it's like you have reggaeton, you have certain dudes that may spin on some East Coast kind of like beats and stuff. And then you have um, like now I kind of feel like it's all about just party joints. Like right. the, I don't know how the, the, the chorus goes or whatever. And then it goes. Like it's all these party joints, man. It's kind of like that. That kind of sucks now, but back in the day, like they, I want to say there was still a representation of like Latinos actually spitting bars and all that. But now I feel like uh, that wave of like what Cardi B has done with that one song, and then like you, what you're doing, like it's just taking over. Yeah, man. I feel like there always. I feel like there's always been like an initial uh, part of like Latinos that could take like hip hop and make it their own thing. Um, but it just kind of like, I feel like the industry just takes over and it just ruins it. Like people, a lot of people think Pitbull is just club music. When, if you go back to the early days, like the early 2000s, Pitbull's a rapper. Like he's a real, real rapper. Like he came up with Uncle Luke and, and all these dudes. And he was, he was rapping and he was dope. And he was carving this lane of like, man, like no one's doing this. And and to be honest with Tommy, that was kind of like the model that we were following. It was like, what if we like take the model of Pitbull and what Vico C did and like innovate that and create our, our own lane in that. And like, I feel like just the industry just takes it and be like, okay, no, this is where you make money the most. We're gonna put you here. You know, like Pitbull, you make more money when you sing in Spanish and talk about just clubbing and partying and forgetting all your worries. And that's what the industry is, is because like no one has been want, wanted to, no one has wanted to take the responsibility of saying like, no, I'm gonna like say something that's worth, that's worth something and make it sound dope and not take the easy way out. And so that's that's what I'm trying to create. And there's there's I'm not the only one. There's there's new artists that are that are doing it and from, that are like from Colombia, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, everywhere. You know, um, I just feel like for me, as far as like specifically in the in the Christian hip hop realm, I feel like I have this like key, you know, and and I feel like I have I, I need to open doors for these young kids and that are Hispanic. And, and to be honest, in the Hispanic realm, bro, like there's no, especially CHH, there's no one that's like, yo, that's our guy. He's putting on for us. Yeah. You know what I'm true. saying? Very like there, there isn't, we don't have like, oh, that, you know, all we have is Andy Minio, which is dope. Andy Minio, that's, that's the homie, but he's not necessarily Hispanic. He loves the culture. His wife is Puerto Rican, like he loves it, but he's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not our guy. We need, like, we need our Rocky Balboa, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and I feel like there needs to be a presence to be like, yo, we do this too. This is like, we can, and that's not in like a whack way or corny or, or lame. It's just like, oh, this is dope. Like y'all brought your own influence and this is, 
this is hard, you know? That's what Long Live the KB song, the Long Live the Champions was. It was that, you know? Yeah, yeah bro. In terms of like uh, our, having our own kind of like Rocky dude, like I don't think we have that, but in terms of like Hispanic within the culture, bro, we're all over the place, man. Oh, of course. Like we're all, of we're course. all infiltrated into, you know, the genre in some form or fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think I'm I'm more talking about a guy who's more of like, yo, this is my culture. I'm not ashamed of it. And I'm just gonna put on for Hispanics and like and the faith. Like I feel like we're missing that. True, true. That's like that's not because you know there's if you um like the christian reggaeton scene is dope but they're just kind of like following the same thing they're for them it's more like oh this is what's popping i'm gonna make a christian version of it and then and i'm not saying that in a negative way or or like you know knocking it it's just that's just what it is like if you ask them that's what they're, they're like hey we make christian reggaeton we take reggaeton and we make it christian like that's literally like the mindset and now and you're start, you're trying you're starting to see these like kids are like no nah, this is not what we want to do we want to like create a new culture create a new sound make our own thing I'm, and that's what i'm about bro and i feel like i'm i'm able to kind of like mentor these kids or like that can become that you know that can become the guy that's like yo he's putting on for us he's putting on for us and we're gonna like we're down to see where where he's going you know um that's that's the vision bro yeah man i'm right behind you too man being from a hispanic background my folks are from uh, guatemala you know and growing up in canada oh. like um especially from where i'm from man like although there's like a big cultural difference but like in canada man we're all accepting of like different races cultures and all that man. so just right. seeing that is a beautiful right. thing man to see that happen hopefully in the genre bro i'd be like yes that's my dude right there yeah, solid. yeah that's the dream man that's, that's that's the dream to for someone to be like yo i'm a dope mc i just rap in spanish and to people to be like yeah he's dope he loves god he just raps in spanish and like he's gonna kill it no matter what like that's that's the dream you know what i'm saying like that's the vision and going back to that reggaeton point man in terms of like how you know there's a certain kind of thing or product right and you just flip it flip it to become like a christian thing it doesn't necessarily pan out to be a good thing a lot of the times like i, I was just talking to my sister uh shout out to, shout outs to Steph. uh i had tagged her into this video i saw on instagram man it was a church choir bro <laughs> it was a church choir and they were singing the the Kiki, do you love oh, it? Kiki. Yeah, oh, man, I saw gosh, that. Yeah. I was like, no. Oh, Jesus, like, do you love me? Oh. Are you, I was like, what? It was, it was like, are you serious? There's a, there's actually a, a video of, uh, oh man, who's the comedian? Uh, I forgot his name, but he was just like, he's like, that's so disrespectful. What do you mean, do you love me? I already died for you, bro. Like, <laughs> nails in the hands, crowd thorns. Like, what do you mean, bro? Am I writing? Are you serious? Like it was, it was hilarious. Yeah, man, I saw that. I was like, good lord, oh my god, what's going on here? But yeah, man, that just goes to your point, man. Like when you flip something directly just to make it Christian, it just doesn't work out a lot of the times. Right. But uh, 
Switching gears, man. Let's let's get into something uh, different here, man. I wanna I wanna know how, who, what, where, where, when, why, how did you get into like sound design? Man, uh, I started getting into sound design a couple years ago, and it was very like minimal stuff. It started like me stacking like different sounds, like snares and kicks, and then that turned into like get me getting like a plug-in. And I, I found out how to make kick drums and 808s. And, and then it turned into like me listening to all these royalty free sample packs. And I'm like, man, like, how can I do this? And, and it was just like, it, just trial and error kind of stuff um, to the point where I got, I, I just got like really just obsessed with making things sound old and finding just like different plugins and emulations of like preamps and tape, you know, like uh, like tape machines and, and cassette plugin, all this stuff um, to the point where I was like, huh, what if I like make something sound like an old salsa sample? Cause I love my favorite like Guilty pleasure. It's not even a guilty pleasure, but one of my favorite things is like just old salsa records from like the 70s and the 60s. Yeah. Like the Fania All Stars, like John Camilo, Hector Lavoe, Celia Cruz, like all that stuff. That's like my favorite because you listen to that stuff and you're like, yo, this is the craziest riff ever. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I love and, that kind of so that was kind of like the inspiration for um, this pack. And to be honest, it started with uh, making that KB song, The Long of the Champions. Like, oh, how that came up was I was on Tracklin, which if you guys don't know about Tracklin, it's super dope, uh, especially if, you, if you're like sample heavy like me. Um, I was just on there and I found a salsa sample and it was dope, but the act, the original recording was like dirty and I couldn't clean it up enough. Like it was, it just had a lot of background noise and I couldn't clean it up enough. So I was like, well, what if I like make my own? And so that was like the inspiration for it. And it worked, you know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff was contact and and, and all these different plugins, but I was able to make it sound old and saturated and, and that turned into making 10 samples like that and and i think it's dope because no one has really done that there's like no one's like hey salsa samples that sound like hector lavoe and salia cruz and fania and like you know it's like no one doesn't even pay attention to that so i, I think it was a cool little like thing that uh if people check it out i think i think they'll they'll be excited and it'll it'll bring some form of like inspiration you know that's 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 the whole the whole vision behind that. Yeah, man. I was gonna say uh, I want to say you, you came out with uh, like a drum kit before. Yeah, I yeah. To so that was it, man, but I don't know what happened to the site. I don't know if like you shut it down or whatever. But I'm like, man, I wanted to buy them sound. Yeah. So at that time, you know, I was I was like young. This was three years ago when I put it out, um, and it was and it was cool. Um, but I didn't know how to like sell it at that point. Like I don't even think selfie 
um, the site that a lot of people sell the drum kits down now existed um, and I just didn't know how to do it and creating a website for me at the time was like kind of expensive um, so I ended up putting it on uh, a clothing line <laughs> a straight terrible was a clothing line that um, doesn't exist anymore yeah shout out to Sway but uh, yeah, Straight Terrible, uh, I had it on their site and they kind of like fo like folded the, the, uh, the merch company or whatever. And so it just kind of went poof. But because of that, in, in the sample pack, this new sample pack, a lot of the original drums, um, I, put, I put the drum sounds in there. So it's not, you're not just getting um, a sample pack, but you're also getting um, a whole like drum library so the like a lot of the, the best drum samples from that library is in there on top of like some new ones that i've created um after that so you're pretty much getting drums and samples like you can pretty much make a whole beat with just that kit which i think is dope yeah yeah if i'm not mistaken i saw a little bit original samples i'm not sure if like it comes with uh, the stems included the stems are included it's all stemmed out has all the bpms all the all the keys yeah. and then you also get there's a extra folders an extras folder where you get all the drums uh there's some reggaeton loops that i created by myself um that are like in there and just just stuff that just something new man just something new to like cause some type of inspiration you know like just to start something yeah, man. Let, me, let me tell you something man. when i heard them instagram snippets i'm like man i want to get this bro like that i thought i for real i was i thought i was listening to like richie ray bobby cruz or like hector lavoe kind yeah. of stuff and i'm like man yeah that this was, is, this that is was... gonna be the the new crack <laughs> yeah soul surplus right now has it locked down a little bit but then with this it's like yo it's another runner yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's it's not even about competing. It was just everything is just oversaturated with, like, soul samples, which is dope. Don't get me wrong. It's super dope, like, with soul samples and stuff. But I feel like you got to give other people options. There's there's different genres out there. There's different... There's so many different things that we haven't even tapped into. I haven't even tapped into yet. And so this was just, like, another option, you know? It's like, yo, the soul stuff is dope. I, I use, like, dude, I love Soul, Soul, Soul uh, Surplus. Like, I copy stuff all the time. Machine Masters, Kingsway, Drumroll, all that. I'm all about it. Um, but for me, it was just like, well, this could be a cool little thing. Let's just see what happens, you know? And yeah, we'll see what happens, you know? That's that's, that's what it is. Yeah, man, I, I can't wait to copy, man. It's just going to cost a little bit because, you know, the conversion of uh, Canadian yeah. and American, but nonetheless, man. I'm really excited about that, man. So keep going, uh, making them sounds, man. Um, in terms of still sticking to the, uh, you know, the sound design subject, man. Uh, either if this inside uh, someone pack fails or succeeds, man, do you still see yourself making sounds in this kind of way? Yeah, for sure, definitely, man. Like even even if if we if I say like, hey, I don't know, putting a pack out is you know the best decision right now i'm still gonna create my own samples um i feel like that's where we're headed now um that's like i love this whole like diy thing of just like making something out of nothing like the fact that i was able to make like 10 samples that sounded like 
you know, classic salsa song or classic Latin songs that would have cost thousands of dollars to make back in those days is it blew me away. It's crazy. So uh, the second one is definitely in the works. Um, that's I recorded on that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm still gonna stop. I'm I'm still gonna keep going, man. Even if it if it succeeds or if it fails, uh, you're definitely gonna hear them in my tracks. Like I've I've already sampled two in the from that pack. I've already sampled two of those and have gotten a placement. So it's like even if y'all don't buy it, that's cool. I'll just sample it and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get the money back on, on placements. That's cool, you know. So it's like, hey man, like it is what it is. So yeah. Um, moving on to something else, man. Uh, I, I guess this is still kind of within the subject of like sounds and stuff, man. But like, uh, you, you kind of have different types of producers where you're either musically inclined, like you can just go to any studio, come up with crazy melodies because you're like musically trained and all that, or you're just dope at having an ear knowing how to flip samples to make it dope or whatnot. And just right. shopping for sounds and stuff, like, um, I know that I'm kind of, like, a little more careful nowadays because, you know, you, you may look for something and then it's like, oh, my God, this sounds dope. I know I can work with this. And then all of a sudden you see, like, in the little credits, it's like, yeah, you got to clear this for such and such use and blah, 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 blah. So for your sounds, like, how do you feel about making a bullet free and whatnot? And what would you say are like your personal kind of like pet peeves in that kind of way? Uh, so so when I first started seeing the the master uh, clearance guaranteed uh, thing in the corner, at first I was I was upset, and it was just like, yo, you're pretty much defeating the purpose of like. <laughs> Royal, you're defeating the purpose. Like, the purpose was you pay this price and you good. You got, you know, you get these samples. But then I put myself in their shoes. It's like, well, you can't be mad at them for them wanting a piece if all you did was you take, you took a, a beat, or you took a piece of the sample and looped it. And what makes that beat is the sample. You know what I'm saying? And obviously that isn't the case in, in every sample beat, you know? But you can't be mad if they want want a little piece. And to be honest, a lot of times, because I've I've had to contact these these uh, these companies for clearance. And to be honest, a lot of times they're they're chill. They're real like it's really fair what they're asking for. They're not at, and and then there are guys that are asking like ridiculous where they want like yo I, I need half of everything of writers and it's like okay that's ridiculous, but. A lot of a lot of times these these people will work with you. They just kind of want they just kind of want like what's fair, you know. And so you can't you can't be mad at that. And so for me, when I was going into, it, I was like, well, I understand that, but a lot of people don't understand that. So for me, it was like first, let me just make this like a gift, you know. It's like spend the thirty bucks in America, thirty American, um, and you get samples with the stems, drums, it's royalty free. It's like, that's a gift right there. Cause like, I know for a fact, I've sampled those those samples and I've already got like two major placements um, and it's dope. So that's that's how I feel about it, man. Like sometimes, like, and I pick and choose, you know, like some, I know 
Okay, I know this person who made this sample pack, their prices are ridiculous. <laughs> They're gonna like want crazy, so I'm not gonna touch that. But then there's other dope companies that like they're just they just trying to grow, you know? And sometimes they'll be like, you know what? Don't worry about it. You're cool, you know? So I wouldn't for all the producers out, out there, I wouldn't get too scared of that. Um, because a lot of times a lot of these artists are independent and all these people they want what they want is what they're asking for is if it's a major placement if there's a big label like if there's like a a capital or a sony or universal behind it they'll be like okay we kind of need a piece of that they're not they're not behind if you get you know um a placement with like an indie label like rmg or you know or, or anything like that they're they're cool you know what i'm saying because i've 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 hit them up it's like yo i'm working with this indie label they don't got that much of a budget and they're like oh no we just nah like you're cool to release it you can sell the beat like you're cool as indie like huh is the big thing is like if if it's like hey we're universal we want this beat we want to get just the bieber on it you best believe everyone, <laughs> even if it was some some kid that just like, oh yeah, I wrote it for you. You best believe they're gonna be like, hey man, I think man, I made the sample for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's what they're after, bro. They're not they're not after like. So for you guys over there, like, don't be scared, cause I I was scared at yeah, first. Yeah, cause that I want to say that wasn't necessarily like a fear, but it's like I'm better off already paying. Uh, X amount of dollars, especially Canadian dollars, because a lot of these products are like American, to get something right. that I, I know I can sell off that, off yeah, rip. Like, I ain't trying to like go through a, a middleman to say, okay, this is going to land somewhere, whatever. And because it says major label, well, maybe that term's kind of vague to say, well, if it's not right. universal, Sony, or whatever kind of label, it's just, it just says major label placements. It's kind of like, all right, well, so um I, I would never thought though like if you were to go up to these people and be like hey this is going on this and then they'll be really cool about it i'm thinking it's more so like straight to the book strict kind of thing nah like i because i i hit up um because i i used a sample from msx for a single that i was planning to put out and i was like i gotta clear this i gotta hit them up and so i hit them up and they're like yo who are you distributing it with and i was like well pretty much just me um but i just want to make sure like what y'all need or whatever he's like nah like you good like if it's an independent release like you're free to sell a beat you're free to release it on your own like they're they're what they want what they're after is the big money you know what i'm saying like if if dj khaled picks up like yo i want that beat and there's a, like a made like epic behind it then that's when you're they're like okay hey Let's, let's talk but other than that they're cool bro like and they and they say it like you're, you can play it on whatever on soundcloud or whatever you can release it on your own as long as long as it's not like a like a major release like a major label release that's what they're after bro like that's that's what they want now there's dudes that are just like there's one i'm not gonna name his name but there's one producer in particular <laughs> stories now nah, i need co-production and there's a 25 fee if you want to use the set a 2500 uh two grand 
$2,500 fee for Ant Plus co-production to use the sample. Like, plus the clearance. You know what I'm saying? That's like that, all right. You know what I'm saying? And so I've, I've been away from, from those, but most of them are, are chill, bro. Like, and, and, and to be honest, like for me, I'm not, I'm barely getting like major placement stuff. Um, reach is probably the biggest thing and they're still in, you know? So there, there's some leeway. So I wouldn't, I used to be like super afraid of it, but like they're, they're pretty, they're, they're, they're pretty lenient, you know what I'm saying? And like, if you work with them, they'll, they'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? So I still, I still buy sample packs that are master clearance guaranteed all, all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, because to be honest, those are the best ones. So, like, <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't be afraid of it, man. Unless the only, the only time to be afraid of it is when you're doing like working with major, major artists, like, like a Todd Allison or like a Rihanna or Jay-Z. That's when, you know, you gotta be careful, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be afraid of it. I'm just sure. Yeah. Cardiac man, if you can uh, just give us a rundown, maybe of like what's what's to come with you. You wear, you're an individual that wears a lot of hats, man. Can we see more production from you, touring, you crazy on the front? What's what's happening for the future, bro? Man, as far as touring, I kind of took a backseat from that just because it's a lot, man. Touring is is a lot. So uh, I kind of stopped and just started focusing on production. So definitely like tons of production coming soon. Uh, Derek Miner's uh, new album, Trap, is coming out. Um, I got like four on there. Uh, I got new stuff with Stephen Malcolm. Uh, new stuff with Tadashi that's about to drop soon. A lot of stuff with Reach, um, a lot of stuff with RMG, man. And yeah, bro, we, we out here working, man. We're just pumping stuff out and and just keep it going. Try to keep cardiac season going on all year. Okay. Cardiac season all year. Cardiac season for the next five years. Gotcha. Yeah, man, we just we just working, bro. I, I really love it. Uh, yeah, that's that's all it is, bro. Just working on production. Um, I'm starting like this this whole sample thing is, is starting to become like it's it's kind of like becoming like this cool little new hobby, this new little passion. Um, so. Apple packs are, are gonna keep coming out and yeah man dope, dope. Um, before I let you go man um, if you can share just a little bit you know some nuggets or just advice for us producers and people who may be exploring being an a uh, a musician on tour and stuff like that man if you can drop some gems man like what would you say for me man I would I would say Work on your craft as long as you can before you really like decide to get into it. You know, like I feel like that's the biggest thing I see is these new producers, they get into it like too soon and they can't keep up. <clears throat> Whether <clears throat> they're not consistent with their beats or they might have like, yo, this beat's a hit, but the other 20 you sent me are just like throwaways. Or <clears throat> they don't understand the business or whether, you know, like I heard a story the other day of this kid, he sold it to this artist, but then ended up double selling it to another artist. 
and it was just this limbo of like, oh man, my bad. And they're like, okay, that's cool, but just make me a, a new beat, but with the same feel, like it could be different, but it has to be the same feel, same tempo, same key. And he couldn't deliver, you know, cause it's just like, there's no experience. So for me is for anything, whether not just music for anything, like y'all like really try to become as good as you can before you get into this. Like I remember when I was, I started making beats in the seventh grade and it was literally like, it was just new like hobby thing. I just fell in love with. I would literally lock myself in my room for hours and just make beats like, and that until I was in my twenties, until I, I was literally locked myself in my room and my room would just be like, yo, you cool? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just making beats. I'm chilling, you know? Um, and I, I feel, and it's okay to like, it's all trial and error. So it's okay to fail. Like failure is good. Frustration is good. You know what I'm saying? It makes you better. And I feel like a lot of kids nowadays, they're just like, no, I want to make hits. So I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to start, I'm going to look up all these tight beats. I'm going to look up all these toys, which is, a, which are great. I like, YouTube is like school for me all day. I'm always on YouTube looking up new stuff. But I feel like we gotta get back into like struggle and like really work for it before we try, before we set out and try to make the big, you know, the big money. We gotta, we gotta work for that. You know what I'm saying? We gotta go, go, go back to the drawing board and really like learn. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, that, that would be the biggest thing. Don't don't try to get to the money too soon. Like, focus on your craft first, and then once that is once once that's like done, once you got that down, bro, it's it's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the the marketing and all that is easy. It really is. You know, get some cool photos on your Instagram. Get a cool little website popping. That's easy. You know, and what's what's gonna set you out is the the craft the craftsmanship. Of, of your product, you know? So that that's definitely like big for me. Good, dope, dope. I, I know dope. I, I learned a lot from that, man. Another thing I kind of see now, cause I've been, I've been making beats since 07. Didn't get like my full kind of like, I guess you can say jump off to like last year when I had certain prices and done certain things. But like, I want to say that people in anything you do, I, I want to say that people really don't enjoy the climb, the struggle, yeah. because you can't cheat that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. And I, and for me, it was like, bro, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know that a career in production was like a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I was so I started in middle school, bro. I started in seventh grade. It, this was this was oh four, oh five. You know? Um, I didn't. All I all I knew was yo Kanye West is the biggest thing right now, <laughs> changing my life. If, like he's changing my life with Jay, like uh, the Jay Z Black album at that time just came out. Uh, Kanye was popping, and I was just like, I don't know how to do this, but I want to do this. And so I was just making beats. I didn't know that there was like a career. I didn't know that you can get thousands of dollars for one beat. All I knew was like, I want to be a producer. I want to make beats. 
and so it was it was really just a hobby but i wanted to get better at it you know what i'm saying it was like like i, I want to do this you know it's just like skateboarding or whatever it's like yo i like this i want to get better at it it was and that was what it was and then once people started hearing my beats they're like yo how much how much for the beat and i'm like what are you talking about what do you mean <laughs> they're like yo i want to buy the beat so i can rap on it and i'm like what you know and that was a whole thing but i feel like people see that first of like oh damn you sell beats and like you pay rent and you pay a mortgage off just selling beats by yourself not even you don't even need placements nowadays you could just start a store and you can like freaking like just <laughs> make a living off that oh i'm gonna do that rather than like yo this is just dope i love like the process of making music you know i feel like we got to get back into that even for me man like i get lost in like the business side sometimes and like to be honest like last month there's so much dropped but i didn't make a beat last month because it was just like i was in this just like writer's block type thing because i got caught up so caught up in the business where it's like all right i just gotta like get back to it you know so i started getting some like new sample packs and like just just watching new youtube videos new techniques and now i'm like all right cool we back you know so yeah bro it's all a process Gotcha, gotcha. So, man, before I let you go, can you please drop, like, your social media info, like, where can folks follow you? Yeah, so, um, Twitter and, uh, Instagram, it's, uh, Kardec Drums, all one word, C-A-R-D-E-C, Drums, um, yeah, and there, on Instagram, I got the link to the kit in the bio, um, the link is also on my Twitter, it's on Selfie, you guys can go pick that up and um yeah man follow me on instagram I'm, I'm always doing crazy stuff with my son uh he likes to start chaos and we're making we're always making beats and mixing stuff together so yeah man yeah man so again man i really do appreciate you you know taking the time out of your day to do this man Absolutely. i was really looking forward to hear uh, a lot of stuff from you man um talking about music talk about the sound design and all that um, so again, man, y'all y'all can follow the man Kardak Drums on the socials. Yeah. Make sure to at least check out the the site for his new sample pack called El Sazon, the sauce, the spice. Yeah. You gotta check that out. Yes, sir. Those sounds are crazy. Just by the snippets alone, you. you can hear the qualities there. Yeah, man, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really like I really want the people just to like just to check it out and just. Give it a chance, man, and I, I feel like it's something new. Um, and to and like and just for beat, like yo, like if you want to create salsa samples, go for it. You know, like I'm not trying to be like the only person to do it. I just like no one's doing it, and I feel like if I do it, I feel like it's gonna be a dope wave of Latin stuff where it's like, oh, this is crazy, you know. Um, and I love it, bro. I'm, I'm all for it, man. So. Yeah, Pizza Sample Pack is dope. Trust me, you're not going to be disappointed. <laughs> bueno, Kardec, muchas gracias por su tiempo, man. Again, ladies and gentlemen, y'all have been listening to another episode of the Show Lab Producer Podcast. Shout out to my man, Kardec Drums. 
Shout out to the yeah, folks at RMG. Shout out to Risha again. Shout outs to uh, everybody who are listening to this. And then El Jefe, Mar from Mo Beats. All right. Check y'all yes, later. Sir. Peace. Peace.